0: We've only just on really
1: begun well. Hello beautiful people Welcome back to a Living Color Abroad And I'm your host Angel Rodriguez And I don't know if you can hear that But those are waves in the background I'm recording this from a rooftop hostel here in Jaco Which is a beach town uh, here in Costa Rica Here for the weekend And yeah, so on this episode You're going to be listening to Sharifa who is living abroad in Montreal, Canada. Now Sharifa is a mother of three and she was born in Suriname, but then she moved, she grew up in Holland and then moved to California for her family and then moved to Canada. So this is a very interesting uh, background story. I can't wait for you to hear it. And she talks a lot about uh, the differences of be, being a person of color in all these different places and how she felt she had privilege while being living in America, which is interesting as a person of color. And yeah, she hits on all things Canada, why she loves it there, Uh, the healthcare system, what it's like to raise a very diverse family in a diverse place like Canada, and all things like that. So yeah, hope you enjoy. This is A Living Color Abroad. How you doing?
0: I'm doing fine. Thanks for having me. How are you?
1: I'm doing pretty good, you know, in quarantine here in Costa Rica. <laughs> What's the situation yes, in ma'am. Canada right now?
0: Well, I'm in Quebec and uh, Quebec has been hit hard most by uh, COVID. So we're actually in quarantine, but we're heading into phase one, which means certain businesses may open and we are allowed to meet people, like socially distanced people mm-hmm. from three different families and a max of 10 persons and only outside.
1: Wow, very cool. So, very yeah.
0: Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Similar
1: situation. So let's get right to it, Sharifa. Tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind.
0: Okay, so um, I'm Sharifa. I was born and raised in the Netherlands. I've lived in Suriname for a few years because my parents are from Suriname. Um, which was a Dutch colony and in 2017 we left to live in California and since 2018 I'm in Montreal. I used to be an investment banker until I turned into a mom and uh, now I'm a stay-at-home mom because of all the moves and stuff like that.
1: Awesome, awesome, all right. So let's get right to that. Obviously it's a very interesting story, right? You started in Suriname, parents immigrated to the Netherlands and then to the states and now you're in Montreal so, yes. <laughs> so so let's start right at the beginning so what what was it like uh growing up in Suriname
0: Um, so I always say those were the best years of my life. So I was born in Amsterdam, but uh, when my parents divorced, I went on and lived with my grandparents and it was amazing, like a huge backyard, uh, tropical climate, like mango trees in your backyard. I really loved it. It
1: was awesome. Sounds like like a a tropical paradise. (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) And then what was it like when you moved? to the Netherlands? Was that like, were you so sad? Like, what was that transition like for you?
0: Well, I miss my grandma. Um, mm. I have the sweetest grandmother who's 93 years old right now. Oh, wow, now. that's awesome. And, yeah, I also miss the weather. I think we moved somewhere in October, so it was full force, like, fall weather, and, yeah. I mean, it was good. We still travel to Suriname every year, but yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> got it, got it. No. got it. <laughs> yeah. And so did you grow up speaking Dutch since Suriname was a Dutch colony or how that Yeah. Look? Like Dutch is the official language in Suriname mm. and uh, next to that we speak
0: Saramaccan, but that's a language you'd never speak to your parents. You only speak it on the streets or with your friends. Ah. So I grew up speaking Dutch.
1: <laughs> okay, got it, got it, got it. And how old were you until you moved um from the Netherlands to the States? How old were you?
0: I was in my 30s, so I actually okay. lived since the age of 6 till 30 um, in the Netherlands. Wow. So,
1: yeah. And yeah. how would you describe, because I, I personally have not been to Holland. I'm sure there's people that have they are probably listening right now. So, what we, how would you describe Holland to people that are like living in Holland? How would you describe that?
0: Um, well, when I meet people when I travel, they're always like, you're a freedom child because I'm from Amsterdam. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah it's 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 relaxed i I loved growing up in the Netherlands, but as a person of color it might might have some some different thing, like different things um other than that like the school system is amazing uh people are very blunt, very direct um what else can I say like I, I was always able to find a job um I loved it outside of the whole Black Pete kind of things. But other than that, I I had a pretty good childhood, I feel, yeah.
1: And are there a lot of immigrants from Suriname that go to live in Holland, in the Netherlands?
0: Yes, Uh, so Suriname has a very small population. I think there are like five hundred or 600,000 people only. Mm -hmm. And then we have more than 300,000 people of Surinamese descent in the Netherlands. So you can find everything (laughs) you need from Suriname in the Netherlands.
1: Wow, very interesting. So it's like a it's like a community there basically in the Netherlands. Yeah, there's okay.
0: a huge community there, yeah,
1: okay, got it. And so about that uh, black experience uh, being a person of color in the Netherlands, um was that tough for you and your family growing up, or did you just basically hang out with uh, people of Surnamemes descent? How did that work out for you?
0: So I have my, like a huge portion of my family lives in the Netherlands, uh, of course, and also a lot of Surinamese people. I think that my mom and my dad had it harder. My mom used to tell me that when she moved to the Netherlands, like there was a five year period, like Suriname got independent in 75. So between 75 and 1980, like people could decide if like, are you going to be, Surinamese, or are you going to say Dutch? So a lot of Surinamese people who left Suriname between those years, and when she had to look for a job, her white friends would call, because when we speak Dutch, at least like my mom's generation, they have a slight accent, and it, it was hard. For me, growing up, I think people kind of forgot that I had a color, so yeah, you deal with microaggressions, but other than that, if you do all the things that Dutch people do, they kind of forget that you're black, which can have, like, that's a whole other level of
1: things, yeah. but, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got it. That's, that's very interesting. All right. So, now you, you, you move um, from the Netherlands to California, so to the United States. Why? why what was yes. that a reason?
0: So couple of years in netherlands i didn't feel that i belonged there anymore we have this whole thing with uh, black pete and um i think that politics politic wise people are like tougher they would say like go back to your own country blah blah blah, blah. Wow. so we taught me and my husband which is quite an interesting thing, that we taught that like we didn't want our kids to grow up like that we wanted to that they would grow up where there was like more diversity and better opportunities for them. So he had a nice job opportunity. And growing up in Europe, you kind of always look up to the U.S. So we left. We, I, I left my, I quit my job and we just left for California, hoping to get the American dream.
1: <laughs> and that was short-lived because <laughs> you moved from California. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, so how would you describe uh, living in California for the short time that you were there?
0: So, I lived in the Bay Area, and not to bash people, it was quite a culturally, like a culture shock for me.
1: Mm. Yeah. Why, why is that?
0: Um, I think I've never realized how privileged I grew up until I moved to the Bay Area.
1: <laughs> so, what do you so, mean by that?
0: Obviously, like, growing up black or growing up from an immigrant family, you kind of you always need to work harder and stuff like that. But I do feel that I have all the opportunities in the Netherlands. Mm. Um, like my parents were divorced, I grew up with a single mom with four kids, but I'm educated. Uh, I had good schools. Um, the social system in the Netherlands is, is good. I could always find a job. And then I moved to the Bay area, which is like one of the most expensive places in the U S. Mm-hmm. um, like dealing with the homelessness and seeing people that look like me living in poverty. That was quite, it, it was a shock. Yeah.
1: Wow. Wow. So you never basically like experienced that anywhere else until you got to America, right? Where you said you look, yes. people look up to. That's such an interesting a perspective. Yes. And
0: it's quite funny because I used to travel to the States for my job or whatever, but you kind of see like traveling there or going on a holiday is different than living there.
1: Yes, 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 of course. Wow, yeah. that's a very interesting perspective to say that you as a person of color, even though you experience microaggressions and maybe some forms yeah. of racism in Holland, that you yeah. still felt privileged when you came to America yes. because you had opportunities that people, like that look like you did not have. That's a very, yeah. wow, I'm definitely gonna like say on moment, that I, yeah. I
0: was looking for a school for my daughter And then I saw the boxes that you need to like, what race are you? I was like, what is this? (laughs) So I just asked them like, why do you need that information? What are you going to do with that? And they were like, well, people that are like black, like African-Americans or Latinos, we've kind of seen that they have problems learning. And that's why we always ask people to take boxes. And I just asked him, like, how many times, um, like, how long have you been doing this? Like, yeah, for years. I'm like, okay, you have all this information. Like, what are you going to do about it? Yeah, and right. We're quiet. <laughs> I was so upset. I was just, I was like, this is, yeah, no. Wow. Uh, like, I, I mean, I love, like, I love Americans. That's the, that's the funny part. Like, when you mm-hmm. travel a lot, you meet Americans. When you work, you're always like... Very nice and warm people, and but my year there, no, I didn't. I, yeah, it was tough. (laughs)
1: Got it. And then you moved to Montreal because you weren't, you guys weren't happy in California, also, there was another job opportunity.
0: We weren't happy in California so um, luckily my my husband has a big network and he I, I told him like are we going back to Europe and we were kind of done with Europe and I said like I want to move to Canada but if we're moving to Canada I want to move to the most European place in Canada
1: <laughs>
0: so I would love to live in Montreal yeah,
1: yeah yeah definitely has its that's what it's known for right for being a European city in yeah. North America so yeah. Uh, beautiful city, I, I've been, I've been there, and it's it's very nice. So, all right, so let's talk about that. So now Montreal, right, Canada. So what yes. what what did you have in your mind about Canada? Like, what did you know about Canada before you moved there?
0: so i had a friend growing up and she is vietnamese she was born in vietnam but she grew up in montreal and she loved it because she was always complaining how she didn't feel like equal in the netherlands it's different than montreal and blah blah, blah. i was like what is she talking about but um, so i had that in the back of my mind and also in my previous job i used to deal with canadians they were always like i was always like oh i want to go to the states they're like no you have to go to canada canada is the best of both worlds i was like yeah whatever i want to go to the states, so I had like I had this perfect, I don't know, mix of Europe and states in my mind and friendly people, and uh, um, yeah,
1: and so, you, so I was excited. <laughs> so, you get there to Montreal, you're tra- what, what was like the hardest transition for you?
0: It's like going to Montreal, yeah, what was to like, be the, yeah. Nothing, finding <laughs> finding daycare for my kids and uh, finding a place to live. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Got it. So culturally, it re- did it remind you of Europe, culturally?
0: It, it reminds me a lot of Europe, but also um, what I love about Montreal is like the moment I step out of my house that I see people that look like me. Mm. It's it's extremely diverse. The food is good. Um, I love the French culture. Like my French is not too good. I'm still working on that. Mm-hmm. Um, people are friendly. They're like so welcoming. Um, also, compared, like going to the U.S. with like visa wise and stuff. Like Montreal, like Montreal, Canada is like so much more welcoming. Mm.
1: I love it. <laughs> so okay, so it's good to know that you love that you love Canada, Montreal. What were some things that were there? something that surprised you about Montreal and Canada in general when you know in the time that you've lived there.
0: The only thing that kind of oh, what surprised me the the, the diversity.
1: Mm.
0: It is so diverse. It is yeah, like growing up in Amsterdam. You, people always feel that like Amsterdam is this diverse city and it's like very progressive. But Amsterdam is actually a pretty white city. Mm. And uh, like Montreal, like so many people from everywhere. That that really surprised me.
1: Got it. So that, that was like the first time that you saw people that look like you, or at least compared to the States, where they, were, they might have been in the same bracket or socioeconomic bracket as you. So it wasn't like you were seeing black and brown people just in poverty like you saw elsewhere. Yeah.
0: I saw a few, maybe, like, a few that were in the same social class as me, but, like, they wouldn't live in my neighborhood. I, I really met only a few, and that was pretty sad. Where here, I, I mean, I just want my sons to, to, to see people um, in different kind of jobs. And, and, mm. and you see that. It's so mixed. It, it sounds weird. Like, for instance, like, in the U.S., um, uh, construction. Most people in construction in the Bay—I don't know about other places, but in the Bay Area where I live—were uh, Latinos, mm. which mm. is I, I've never seen it. I'm like, why? It, it's it's just weird. And over here in Montreal, you've got white people, you've got black people, you've got uh, Hispanic people, like everything. When mm. when you see construction workers, which which I think it's 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 good to have that diversity.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Like you said, doing different things is not that. Oh, this yeah. one job is only for one type of person, right? Like I, yeah, I definitely I definitely agree. And so you said you obviously you you have a family of three. So what was that like? So obviously you've experienced moving a lot, or at least moving from Suriname to the Netherlands. What's the experience been like for your sons moving so much? <laughs> How has that been?
0: So I have one daughter and two sons. Okay. Like my my youngest son is Canadian because he's born. He was born okay. here um my daughter she's five it was quite interesting this morning she talked about amsterdam and we left amsterdam when she was two and a half years old but she still remembers the house we've lived in and the cars we had and the school um but i think she feels very canadian right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) for my son who was one year old it's a bit more difficult, but we've been in Canada the longest, so I feel this is the only thing he kind of knows, and I
1: just I just hope and pray that we don't need to move again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and you're definitely also adding to the diversity so much. I mean, just the background you just mentioned, you were born in Suriname, moved to the Netherlands, you're Dutch as well, right? Yeah. And then you moved to Canada, but your kids are Canadian, but they also their background is completely diverse as well. That's a very... <laughs> yeah. We have a very diverse uh, family. <laughs> are there any people but the funny from thing Suriname that yeah, is people
0: people don't care. Like everyone is kinda like that. So that's that's yeah. the good thing about yeah, Montreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's not about it's not about oh where you're from. It's like no, we're all from the same place here. So yes. I'm gonna treat you with the same level of respect as anyone else. Yes. That's that's a very good thing. Um are there any people from Suriname there that you've met or noticed?
0: No, the funny thing is, like, in Alameda, like, where I lived in the Bay Area, and I found two girls on the island who were, like, Dutch Surinamese, just like me, and my husband was like, how did you manage to do that? (laughs) And in Montreal, I found one lady who moved here, I think, in the 70s, with her parents and her brothers, who is from Suriname. She's the only one I met who is... Originally from Suriname, and she was so excited to see me because we can speak Dutch and <laughs> Surinamese. And I always have my my uh my spices when my mom or my family comes and visit me. They have to take all my spices with them. So <laughs> we cook for her and stuff like that. So that she's the only one I've met.
1: Got it, got it. I mean, how, okay. So this is a because I, I when I went to Montreal, um, obviously I went in December. Uh, yeah, and it was obviously really really cold. And I thought I knew cold by being in New York City. I'm from New York. Uh, But this was a different level of cold. (laughs) Everyone always talks about Montreal winter. Let
0: me tell you this. I hate winter. I hate winter. Like, all my friends in the Netherlands are like, how is this girl going to survive winter? But... (laughs) I don't mind Montreal winters, like really, there is, there's sun almost every day, they clean up the snow, it's <laughs> tough for a few months, but we've got the best summers. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How long are your summers?
0: Uh, they start a little bit late, but when it's hot, it's hot, it's like humid hot, and okay. I think it's like Costa Rica hot. <laughs> really?
1: <laughs>
0: I close to Suriname, right? I mean, it's like, yeah. it's, it's. It's, it's hot, it's like very humid And got it, got I love it. those summers
1: <laughs> Interesting, interesting So if so, it's so interesting Again, like your background I'm glad I'm speaking to you Because again, you have a very diverse background What is something that you feel that you have with you That you learned from your time in Suriname? Like it's still, it will stay with you for as long as you live um,
0: From my time in Suriname I think the thing about Surinamese people is uh Suriname is a very diverse country. for instance, uh you've got a synagogue next to a mosque and a church, and we respect each other. I think that's something I've learned over there that like no matter how people look or whatever, you just like respect the person mm. I think that's something i've always I've never noticed how unique that is actually.
1: <laughs> yeah unfortunately right? <laughs> yeah unfortunately that's
0: that's the weirdest part. I think that's that's something I've always you know you grow up with different kind of people you you respect different kind of cultures. like I like I know what Holi is, which is an Indian festival uh-huh. but they celebrate that in Suriname.
1: Oh wow. Be- and everyone
0: is on the street because we've got a huge Indian population. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Got it, gotta it, gotta. It. That makes sense. That makes sense. That's good. And what's something yeah. you learned from your time in Holland? Like do you feel what what is it about you that you, you would say feels Dutch?
0: I'm a I'm a true Amsterdam girl. Like the moment like my mom she she, she made sure that I would speak proper Dutch. But the moment that I'm with my Amsterdam friends, I have this really, like, I think how New Yorkers can have their accent. Yeah. I have this really <laughs> true Amsterdam accent. And in, in Dutch, we say, like, my heart is on my tongue. Like, I just say whatever comes up in my mind. And it's, like, mm. out there. That's, like, mm. really Dutch, really Amsterdam-like. <laughs>
1: okay. So so people from Amsterdam spe- specifically are very forward and uh, just direct. Yes. Okay, yes, so some of the people from New right. York, okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, like almost like some people consider it rude, but it's just uh, like they just say it as it
1: is. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Interesting. And what yeah. do you feel that you're learning? How long have you been in Canada so far? Two years. Two years, okay. So what do you feel like you've learned so far in your time in Canada and in Montreal?
0: maybe to be like a little bit like more mild like you can't see and everything that comes up <laughs> in your mind <mom. laughs> so you gotta get rid of the Dutch part about you <laughs> yes like I'm like I'm trying to like to tone that in a little bit and very proud how Montrealers are so proud of their Frenchness, how they're like trying to make an effort to keep that French culture I'm so, like I had French for six years in school and I just, you know, I can read it and stuff but I can't speak it but they really make an effort to to, yeah, keep that culture alive, I really like that about them.
1: Got it, got it. Alright, I, I have a few questions, kind of like the final component of, uh, of the episode. So, alright, so I tried poutine, Okay. And before I tell you what I think about poutine, I want to hear what you think about poutine. Do you like it? Do you no, hate no. it? Do you love it? What?
0: I'm sorry. Like, I really want to stay in Montreal. But, like, poutine is not my thing. But I'm very difficult when it comes to cooking. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the Surinamese part of me. <laughs> I like, can like, myself from scratch. No poutine for me. I don't, okay. No, yeah. no, no. Sorry. Montreal. I didn't like it
1: either. I didn't like it. I, I couldn't understand how you have French fries. Dipped in gravy no. and cheese. I didn't understand the appeal.
0: <laughs> no, and the funny part is like I had two of my Dutch friends visiting here, and the first thing they want to eat is poutine, and they love it. I'm like, no, no, but like I'm difficult when it comes to food.
1: <laughs> got it, got it. So you still have the Surinamese part about you in in your cooking and with your family and stuff yes, like that. Yes, I'm
0: it. crazy with food,
1: <laughs>
0: like ridiculously crazy. <laughs>
1: awesome, awesome, awesome. And so, uh, so you, you let's talk about your husband a little bit. So, has this transition yeah. be, been as seamless for you in Canada?
0: Yeah, my husband. My husband loves it. Uh, my husband is Dutch. Dutch. Okay. Um. Yeah, he loves it here. Like, but he always wanted to leave the Netherlands somehow. He lived in London as well, and uh, he loves Canada. Yeah.
1: Okay. Awesome. <laughs> he really likes it. Yeah. That's awesome. So he so he was. He's also Dutch. Is he? Is he? Is yeah. he a person of color or is he white?
0: No, he's white. So okay. we have this multiracial family. Wow. Multicultural, yeah.
1: multiracial, everything. Yes. You are as diverse as the first can get. Yes. You, you should meet
0: my own family. This is crazy.
1: So. Right. That is, wow. That is, that is so, that is so interesting. All right. Last, last few yeah. questions. What's one thing about uh, Canada and your time living there that you would say people have, uh, people should know about, that you think most people uh, don't know about Canada? What, do you, what would you say that is?
0: just awesome i think canada is always being forgotten like being the like little brother of the us But uh, it's amazing, especially Montreal. A lot of people don't know about Montreal. Like, if you talk about Canada, they know Vancouver or Toronto, Toronto, but, like, I love Quebec. (laughs) I really love
1: it. (laughs) Yes. So basically go to Montreal more than in Toronto. (laughs) Um,
0: Yeah, I've never been to Toronto, so I can't can't say anything about it. But, like, Montreal's awesome. There's, like, more than, like, Canada has more than a maple syrup. It's a very... Amazing society, really <laughs>
1: got it. And what do you think is uh, what's one misconception they think people have of Montreal people from Montreal or Canadians in general? What do you think that is?
0: Like, sometimes you hear that, like, uh, things about francophones that are not nice or whatever, and I've never experienced that. <laughs> mm. I like them, like, if you if you try and make never an to speak French. So far so good i I've been treated very well here they're friendly people, really um I must say I, like I don't know there there was a huge black lives matter protest in Montreal, and maybe I'm living in a bubble here, so mm-hmm. I can't speak for most people of color here, but so yeah. far so good I've been treated very well here um my French is not to best, but when I'm trying people are friendly um yeah <laughs> well,
1: that's that's good that that hasn't been uh, your experience so on one last final question there's gonna be kind of like you you said a lot of obviously very positive things about Canada Montreal which yeah. is great so what was one thing if someone wants to move to Canada right like oh I heard this episode this sounds Montreal sounds cool Canada yeah. sounds amazing what would be maybe one piece of advice you would like tell them hey if you're gonna move to Canada you have to know this what would it be <laughs>
0: So there's one thing that I might not love as much about, um, in this case, like Montreal, finding a family doctor and the healthcare system. Mm. But at the other part, um, everyone has healthcare. But um, yeah, compared to the Netherlands, it, it, it's it's a bit different. Like yeah.
1: All right. So the healthcare. I had my,
0: I had my third <laughs> pregnancy here, and that was like wait if I had to go for an ultrasound, it would cost me at least five hours. But at the other hand, everyone is covered in Mm. healthcare. So that's, yeah, that's what that's, that's, one, that's thing. one
1: huge difference yeah between the, the Canada and other countries yeah in the states. Yeah, yeah, well
0: in the Netherlands everyone is covered as well but we we need to pay for it. Mm-hmm. And in the United States I think you're like you're not obliged to like it's not mandatory to have health care insurance.
1: Yeah, exactly. Where
0: like in the Netherlands it, it is mandatory but mm. you still need to pay for it and I think in Canada you pay for it through your taxes. But there's there's something with the healthcare system. That's the first thing you will notice when you move here. Like a lot of Canadians will complain about their healthcare system, and you're like, "Oh, why? What?" And when you're like, in my case, I had my pregnancy here, and I'm like, "Oh, this is what they meant." But still, I'm grateful. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah. Got it. All right. One last, final, final question. I promise. (laughs) I promise. One word to describe Canada. What would it be?
0: That's hard. Home. Freeze home right now.
1: I hope you enjoyed that episode, Sharifa. I definitely did. I thought it was just so cool listening to her her life story of being born in Suriname, moving to the Netherlands when she was a child, growing up there in Amsterdam, then moving to California with her husband and her family, And then moving up to Montreal, I just think it's just a cool thing to see someone's literal migration, right? (laughs) Like the literal story of like how they're living in other places. How does that compare? And now what they call home, I think is a really, I'm glad, like I said before last week, I'm glad that this is not just about people that are from America. I'm glad this is about people that are just all over the world, people of color that are just living in other places around the world that that is not their initial home, right? But has now become home in some form or another, whether it's for the time being or for the rest of their lives, right? I think it's very interesting um, to see. But yeah, hope you enjoyed that. Um, on next week's episode, I believe, I say I believe cause I'm not sure, <laughs> that it will be a solo episode. Um, I think I'm going to discuss my first year teaching abroad. I have not discussed that yet since I obviously I completed a year. So I think it's time for me to let you guys know about what it's like to teach abroad and uh, in, in my first year doing so. So yeah, And as always, if you like what you hear, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, follow me on Spotify, and any of your other favorite streaming platforms. See you next week. This is A Living Color Abroad. Peace.